podcast with me, Rebecca Hastings. Me, Charlotte Davey. And me, Alice Key. This week, we're going to be talking about how to get out of debt. But first of all, guys, how was your week in money? Alice. Oh, I think I spent quite a lot of money because I've had one of those weeks where you organise a lot of stuff. Mm. Most importantly, I really want to see Vampire Weekend when they come to London. Me too. We're going to go, I think. Really? The, yeah, the one in Hackney. Yeah, but like, are, we, are you going to get tickets? I you know, I'm if you buy the vinyl, you get. A, yeah, a I've pre-ordered the CD. Okay. I'm ready to physically fight every other Vampire Weekend fan in London oh, to I get didn't a really ticket. Like them. Oh my god! <laughs> I love them too. I am worried that they are going to not do another album after this, and this is going to be the last chance oh. to see them ever. So I have already put down my money on the album. Sweet. And I'm ready to chuck whatever money they want from me. Hopefully, because it is like... on the tickets. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. Because it's priority. You get, like, advanced access. They're such the tiny thing, venues. So. I'm scared. Um, I've also booked to see Madeline Miller, who's one of my favourite writers. So that's another nice. few pounds down the drain. But you it's do... not down the drain. It's a worthwhile <laughs> investment. Exactly. Also, you get a discount at Waterstones events if you're a Waterstones Plus card holder and you don't have to pay for that card. So oh. a handy tip there. We'll just get one. Yeah, nice. just get one. Um, and I'm taking my mum on a surprise holiday for her birthday wow. in May. We're going... Does she listen to this podcast? She does. She knows that we're going somewhere. She doesn't oh, know where, though. Okay, don't say where. But I've been organising that and lots of different parts that I need to book. So that's exciting. it's kind of piling up, but I think it should be worth it. Sweet. It'll be a cute Sweet. little holiday. Nice. How about you, Charlotte? Uh, I I was going to say I've had a good week of money. I I found a penny on the pavement on my way to work. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, good luck. Because I've been shot on by a bird last, the week before. And oh. everyone's like, oh, that's good luck. It's not good luck. I just had to wash my hair in the office. And oh. it was a nightmare. But clearly it was good luck because then I found a penny. And then 10 minutes later, I found a pound. And then when I got home, I was looking through an old handbag. And I found eight pounds. And just like... All this free money just kept appearing. So yes. I was like, quids in. I was feeling pretty chuffed. So I popped into town yesterday, propped up the local economy, <laughs> and spent all of it oh, in one good. go. Because uh, I also found, like, I'd got 20 quid out the week before and completely forgot about it. And so I was like, oh, well, that's money I didn't know I had. I can spend that. And then I just carried on going um, until I'd spent £100. Uh, and actually finding eight quid wasn't really viable <laughs> compensation for that uh so it's it's the middle of the month it's not the middle of the month it's the first third of the month when we're recording yes. uh, and i have not very much left to last me until the end of it oh. so i'm just going to have to not leave the house for maybe a fortnight i'll be fine well let's hope you just find some more in the street yeah i mean i'm on a roll now so yeah. if i could find maybe 700 pounds i think that should tide me over comfortably <laughs> oh, sure. if you look in the right places go to like kensington people drop that kind of stuff all the time yeah uh otherwise i i won't be doing very well in the money department but that's well we're here for you gal well i was i was doing really well because i'd earned a lot one month and then thought oh this is what it's like to have a buffer in your account and like not go down to zero and then i went on two holidays in a week and took all that money away so I will be going back down to zero again. <laughs> Yay! Yay! How about you? You only live once. Um, good. Not nothing really that exciting has happened to me finding money in the street, but I I wasted a bit of money. I bought a house plant, which I kind of realised when I got home was already dead. Um, mm. it was like a big one of those big kind of tree ones that looked really good. Was it from I, Columbia Road? It was Ooh. from Columbia Road. Um, and I paid a fiver for it, and I thought that's a really good. Deal on a houseplant. How can it be so cheap? And then, pretty much as soon as I like started carrying it down the street, I looked at it and I thought, ah, yeah, that's dead. It's like all the little tips of the leaves were like going brown. And I went back and I said to the guy, I was like, is this an alive one? Can I have an alive one? He was like, oh no, it's fine. It's fine. It's just wind damage. And I was just like, bullshit. (laughs) But (laughs) he was like, no, I promise you, I promise you, it'll be fine. Um, I don't think it will be. 
So I'm going to have to get another plant. And that's no, a little bit of TLC. Maybe. We'll grow. see. I've like trimmed it a bit to make it look a little better. Um, but yeah, I do. It's just giving it a things. pedicure. <laughs> yeah. This is millennial heartbreak right here. It kind of is. This is the millennial equivalent of the Monty Python dead parrot sketch. Your plant <laughs> is just pining for the fjords, clearly. Well, maybe. <laughs> Wherever it comes from originally. But um, yeah, it was upsetting because it's kind of like you think, oh, I've, I've saved loads of money. I've only spent a fiver on a massive houseplant. And, and then it, it's like, no. I did the same and I kept mine in my room for ages just not looking at it and hoping that it would sort of <laughs> blossom back into life and then I looked one day and it was just completely gnarled and shriveled and destroyed. Oh, yeah. So uh, So don't buy plants that are really cheap because there's a reason they're really cheap. They're yeah, dead. exactly. It's kind of a kind of a covers everything really, you know. Don't buy things that are too cheap, otherwise they just won't they won't last. Don't buy things that are dead. Don't buy dead things. Mm. Exactly. Um, like meat. <laughs> Ooh, Edgy. hot takes are coming fast, <laughs> thick and fast. Um, guys, I wanted to ask you, um, if you have ever been in debt. Ooh, is that this week's topic? Uh, that is this week's topic. Um, and I'm not counting student debt here, um, because I guess everybody's in everybody has student loans Mm. um but have you been in like other debt i haven't been in debt to like an institution Mm -hmm. other than university slash the government um i i'm often in debt to my boyfriend like most weeks (laughs) um but and uh when we moved into this flat my dad put the deposit down for me which is so generous and then I paid him off in monthly instalments. So I guess in that respect I was in debt, but there wasn't any interest accruing on it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I paid him off over four months so that I would know that when we move into the next flat, the deposit will be mine. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. Kind so, of break that cycle. And student, um, how do you find like being in student debt? Do you... Well, I currently haven't been earning enough to pay off my student loan oh. uh that's the sweet sweet joy of earning less than twenty five thousand pounds in london is it 25 uh it is now it used to be 21 now it's 25 uh and i was having a look because i got a letter from them and i think maybe because i'd earned more one month the government were like oh quick let's go and take all her money while yeah. we can uh so i think it kind of bothered me because i looked and it was Basically, you don't stop paying off just the interest until you're earning over 32 grand or something. Right. And so you're never actually, like, until you're earning quite a lot of money, you're never mm-hmm. even making a dent on the actual debt. You're just paying off, like, interest to the government. Yeah. And I looked it up, and only 15% of people will ever pay off their student loan. Okay. That Which can't last, doesn't really. really sound very... Like a very viable idea from the government because no one's ever going to pay that back and if people are only ever paying off the interest and they're not yeah. actually paying off the money they were lent so maybe they should just stop fees being 10 grand a year or whatever yes yeah. that is that's a, an option more of a... oh actually i think maybe the reason student finance got in contact is because with your master's loan you just have to start paying off whatever you're earning oh so really? i think that's yeah. why because i've been out of university mm. for a year and a bit now they've they've caught up with me Great. And I'm going to have to start paying that off, even though I don't earn enough to do so. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. <laughs> How about you, Alice? Um, no, I haven't really ever been in debt. Apart from um, fast gambling debts, I mean. Well, yeah, yeah apart from we don't that. want to talk about no. that. <laughs> There's a special episode coming up on gambling <laughs> addiction. Um, I'm always just down Ladbrokes with the lads. <laughs> Foxy bingo. Yeah. <laughs> on your phone. Playing the fruit machines. Or the horses, or... Well, the horses. <laughs> I play the horses on weekends. No, I, I haven't really, and I think that's mostly because um, the biggest time I would have ended up in debt was probably moving to London for the first year and yeah. doing a masters. But because my parents, you know, backed me up for that, yeah. I was fine. Um, so I guess I kind of I don't have any formal arrangement with them, but I kind of see it as like if I ever came into a good amount of money, then I'd like to somehow repay them for that because they did kind of yeah. give me the the runway to oh, get started 
Um, so I always think I'd, I'd buy them an extension. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my, that my you dad did in. that too. Yeah. Basically, like, a nice shed. Yeah. <laughs> nice shed. Yeah, for you. Um, yeah, my my dad helped me on my master's year because one of his relatives died, and so he spent his inheritance on keeping his daughter alive, which was very nice of him. I mean, R.I.P. But that's that's but, pretty good. Cheers, mate. <laughs> good times. How about you? What what experience have you got with debt? Um, I yeah, I have been in debt. Um, I had a pretty hefty overdraft for a while. It's almost gone, but it basically came about um, not long after I moved to London. I lost my job, so I was out of work for about a month. So when you kind of think about everything else to pay for in a month, like rent, living, everything else, yeah. And then I don't know, but the the bank just kept letting me extend it, and I just kept extending it because I just. I guess I was young and I was thinking of it as like, I need money, that's money, that's free money, it's, free money. it's fine, it's all fine. And I didn't think of it in the same way I do now, which is like, there are consequences. How much did you extend it to? It was £2,000. <laughs> so quite a bit. That was, Yeah, that was the max. And it's not anywhere near that anymore. Yeah, that was a pretty bad time. And it's taken a long time, especially because I did the Masters like not long after that as well. So you're not in a position to pay off debt then. But it's getting better. And... Although losing my job and stuff wasn't my fault, I still could have been more cautious. I didn't think of it as a big deal when I got the overdraft. I was like, oh, that's something I need I need to do. And I just, yeah, I never, I didn't really think about paying it off until quite like a year or so later. I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> this isn't, this because isn't often, mine. Because often the problem is, you know, even if you're putting a little bit of money into it each month, basically every time you get paid, it'll like bring you up near to zero and then you still have to live yeah. for that month you still have to pay your rent every month so just take exactly. it back down again exactly and it kind of ends up in a bit of a cycle doesn't it yeah that's probably one of the most common reasons for getting into debt i would say it must be like losing your job yeah um, i don't know if we've talked about it before but how people are now building up layoff funds in certain yeah tenuous industries because that's the kind of big risk that you, you know if you're saving it's not for a house it's in case you get fired yeah in journalism like a magazine or a site could close overnight and suddenly you're out of a job you might not get that you might have worked for months and not get a month's income paid yeah we've there's been pretty high profile cases like that recently and it's yeah it's quite scary to think about exactly um Mm. and then i guess the other reasons for moving in uh, getting getting into debt are moving to somewhere more expensive yes yeah when my boyfriend left yorkshire he got £300 deposit back on his flat because that was a month's rent there. Yeah. A month's rent here is considerably more and yeah. you have to pay six weeks. So, you know, he was yeah. kind of ended up paying four times what he'd got in his previous deposit. So obviously he couldn't use that yeah. to come even close to putting a deposit on a new place here. So often you're waiting for the landlord so long to give you that yeah. previous deposit back that you end up mm. going into debt waiting oh, yeah. for that Absolutely. And I think that's something that people need to consider because... Unless you live in an unfurnished flat and can basically go and sleep on someone's sofa for a fortnight to a month while you're waiting for the deposit to come back to put on a new flat, you're never going to have that huge lump sum of money just available to you, yeah. even if you're saving up, because that would be probably the entirety of your month's income. Exactly, which I think they are looking into capping it, those people kind of pushing forward proposals um, to make it a shorter amount of time. Um, but yeah, it's never going to be that low because landlords are going to say, no, we, we need security. Well, I looked mm-hmm. at a flat last week um, and the estate agent tried to tell me that, oh, we offer this great deal whereby you don't actually put a deposit down. It's called a zero deposit scheme. And instead what you do is just pay a non-refundable two weeks rent. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, two weeks rent is £600. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And I'm just looking at your fees. It's, it's £300 for your admin <laughs> fees here. And it's also £75 for referencing and £50 for you to staple it all together. Yeah. So that <laughs> was sort of like stapler. 800 quid, completely non-refundable. I'd rather yeah. spend 1200 that I know I'm going to get back at some point. Yeah. And also they're scrapping tenancy fees in June, so I'm just not going to move until then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. In this episode, we are mostly going to be talking about young people like us who get into debt that's not that serious, but that can affect your financial situation and life quite badly. But we will provide links and stuff resources at the end for people whose debt crisis is a bit more serious like if you've got kids or you're in a really hefty amount of debt we'll um, point you in the right direction at the end i found an interesting statistic about millennials and debt um 
37% of millennials in the UK are in some amount of debt. That's not counting student loans. I thought it would be more than that. Mm. But yeah, and the average, uh, this makes me feel better actually, the average amount for that 37% to be in debt is £1,900. Mm-hmm. So that's about, that's you're, about right. Yeah. You're bang on average. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just an average millennial. Gah. That's me. <laughs> Yeah, I guess maybe most people, there's probably more than that 37%, but it's those people who are, um, especially when you're a student, who are like, go a little bit into their overdraft, and then just go back out like, but don't consider later. themselves yeah. In, in debt. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, I feel like most people already have an overdraft, but don't necessarily max it out like every yeah. month. Yeah, I didn't let myself get one because I knew that I'd never get out of it. Basically. Yeah. And so it just means that I get to a time in the month where I can't get public transport anymore or whatever, you know, like, or one time I had a dentist appointment that I'd forgotten about and they're like, oh yes, that's going to be £75. And I was like, (laughs) shit, what am I going to do? And I had to borrow that off my housemate, knowing that I'd be paid sort of three days later. Yeah. And, you know, you're very lucky if you've got friends who can give you a sort of short-term loan or whatever, but it's it's not ideal. You don't want to be relying on your friends or family or partner or whatever. And that is what overdraft should be for, is for emergencies and things like that. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of people just see it as their free money fund. Yeah, that's definitely how I saw it, uh, you know. And so I I guess actually, because I didn't get into my overdraft, my equivalent is getting back down to zero every month. So I get sort of £1,400 in my account at the beginning of the month. Mm -hmm. Then I pay my tax, and then I pay my rent, and then I pay everything else. And then I live for a month, and I go back down to zero. And then I get the money at the beginning of the next, and it kind of perpetuates in the same way that people who've gone down to minus £1,400 go back up to zero. And then back, you know, it's still kind of moving within the same boundary. Yeah. It's just more difficult to crawl out if you don't have that money to put aside each month. Even if you're just kind of pulling yourself out of it by an extra £80 a month or something, it helps. But it's such slow progress and it yeah. might take you a year to even come close to getting out of it again. And that's the banks want that. I mean, when I was in debt, they kept sending me like letters or it would like pop up on my screen like, did you know you could extend your overdraft to this much? And I was like, oh, okay then. Oh, <laughs> you so know, that's tempting. Yeah. <laughs> and that's awful because be- it benefits them. If, if there's interest on your yeah. overdraft, then they want you to be in as much debt as possible. Yeah. And then you won't ever get a mortgage yeah. or... Exactly. It's so bad for that. Like, I remember when I turned 18 or whatever, or maybe even 16, when can you get a credit card? I don't I think know. you can get someone's at 16. Right? Um, yeah. yeah, as soon as I turned whatever age, the bank was, like, sending me posts once a month saying, did you know you could get a credit card? <laughs> and it's like, I I don't need it. I'm, yeah. I'm a child. Alone, yeah. <laughs> Do you have oh, any God. tips for starting to build up that kind of cushion to gradually pull you out? Because obviously, if you're going back to zero every month that it might be that most of your money is going on essential expenditures and there yeah. actually isn't that much that you can cut down on unless you way. move to a cheaper flat or well, that's stop it. eating or stop traveling <laughs> yeah i mean when you when you look online when you google how to get out of debt or whatever most like the first thing that comes up is are you budgeting are you doing a budget are you living beyond your means and all that kind of thing and well, if of you're, you're living yeah, beyond your means if like, you're in debt if you're like, yeah if you're serious about getting out of debt like you've thought of that like you you've cut back on your spending and you're doing everything you can so i think that's a bit bit useless and we we talk about that um, in other episodes anyway so i guess we don't need to go into that so much it's more about um making sure you're not paying too much interest and making more money if possible to pay off so I mean, what I did um, was I moved a big chunk of mine to a, a 0% interest credit card. Um, it's it's Tesco Bank, and they do 0% interest credit card for uh, three years. And it's like a balance transfer one, so they encourage you to like transfer your existing debts to it. That's um, amazing. It is really good. And um, yeah. I, I definitely didn't know you could even get 0% credit cards. So I just. Yeah, they assumed. don't make it, they, they don't kind of publicize it, but if you look into it. Google sort of balance transfer credit cards, 0% interest or whatever. Um, and that comes up. Um, and the amount they give you depends on your on your credit score or whatever. Um, but I got £700 um, on a limit on mine. So I was able to like transfer a, a good chunk to that, which really helped because that, that then lowers the interest on the overdraft because it's not so much. Mm. Um, so things like that are really good. I know nationwide, if you open a current account with them, give you a £500 interest-free overdraft for, I think it's a year, which could really help. Yeah. Um, so while you're doing that, are you 
while the money's sitting on your credit card and you're not paying any interest on it are you then working to chip away at the rest of the overdraft is that how it works um yeah well basically what you should be doing is paying off the highest interest um debt first so at that point that would be your overdraft yeah because you're still earning interest on that um so if you do it in order so yeah so say you have your overdraft and then you get your 500 pound interest free one with nationwide for a year and then your interest free tesco credit card for three years the order would be pay off your normal overdraft then your nationwide overdraft because that's only a year and then yeah. your tesco um thing which gives you three years okay to do it um sensible. yeah i think it's all about just just lowering the amount of interest you pay because that's what that's what hooks you in yeah. um and another thing i saw um online which i didn't know about but just when i was searching debt um your bank could have the right to take money from your current account or your savings um to pay off your overdraft um or or credit card or any kind of um credit you have with with them so a good idea if you're kind of um really in a bad situation and you you can't pay it off and you need money to like survive day to day um would be to open a current account with a different bank um like that has no tie because i know some banks they have different names but they're the same like i, I can't think of examples but several but are like, linked, yeah right? so make sure they're not linked because otherwise yeah. they they could still take it from you um yeah it's called their their right to set off um so it it's unlikely but i think in in extreme cases they can they can just like take your money and um, you want, or send the bailiffs around to your house yeah start selling his furniture or whatever yeah i mean look into it with your specific bank and your specific case i'll put some links about it um in the show notes um, i'd say monzo is a great bank to kind of that you know is independent yes enough that they're not no one's going to take money from your monzo account so that's true you actually. can set it up online really quickly uh all you have to do is send them a little embarrassing video confirming your identity <laughs> <laughs> i want to get a monzo card <laughs> and then you can set up an account you know from your phone pretty much yeah. uh, without having to bring loads of paperwork into a bank or whatever Exactly. So that's a really good option if you need to quickly set up a different current account. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, Monzo. I guess you then have to friend. bear in mind that you then have to contact your employer and tell them to change the bank that they're paying your yeah yeah income into and all of that sort of thing. But that's you that know worth doing. Fine. Set up set it up. They shouldn't ask any any awkward questions there. Um, and that's all well and good lowering your interest, but you still need a way to to pay it. So I think a really a really good idea is maybe to get a second job and I know that's like a really horrible thing to think about but if you tell yourself it's temporary and it's just until you pay off this debt so even like work a few hours on a Saturday in a shop or whatever find something yeah. that you find tolerable so you're not just going to give yeah, it up and <laughs> two nights a week in a bar or whatever yeah. it makes it really hard that you know people shouldn't have to be working two jobs yeah but sometimes that's your only option I think it's yeah. it's difficult exactly there's such like this whole side hustle culture now as well that you're yeah. kind of expected to be turning your hobby into your second job yeah but there's no shame in just having a normal second job to pay the bills yeah if it pays um i just recently signed up to this website called next door which uh-huh. is basically like a sort of community thing that you can see all your neighbors like post stuff like they'll post stuff for sale on it okay. it's like it's kind of like having a Facebook group for your area, but just that you you can kind of verify that they definitely do live in that area, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, and then I've seen like people on that kind of saying like need a babysitter and stuff like that. So or like tu- need a tutor for something. So you yeah, can always look at and tutoring are great options for sort yeah. of afternoons and evenings. Look at one off stuff or you could go on Task Rabbit and put up someone's IKEA oh, shelf yeah. or something. So <laughs> if you're kind of like I'm not sure if I've got the time for a regular job, you could always try and do one off things. Events catering is another one where you can kind of just Yeah, definitely pick and if you choose. get on someone's books and then when you're yeah. free you can go and yeah. cater an event or waiter or another good one um is if you're a student or in any way like still connected to a university get in on that open evening slash freshers fair hype because <laughs> oh yeah they you could pay get paid you. to like show people around the university yeah. or something like that i did I, when we were doing our masters i think i worked for like four hours one evening and got like 
maybe like forty pounds. And then I've got some holiday pay as well, which I didn't really understand because <laughs> I just was um, <laughs> your holiday in the middle yeah. of that four hours, <laughs> like at the end of the year, because it was like the tax year had ended. It was like here's your like. 10p holiday pay. Sweet. Um, but yeah, do do one-off stuff like that. Try and just get a little bit extra when you can. Yeah. Um, and tell yourself like this: all of the mon- all of the earnings from this job are going to pay off my. Mm. I job. just don't treat it as your own. I think. Yeah. yeah. Your your main job is your money, and then the extra stuff is for paying off the debt. And then I guess it takes the pressure off you to manage your yeah. income in such a way that you need to like put a massive chunk aside mm. for for paying off debt yeah i get uh, up early most mornings and do sort of some writing and things like that for people yeah and it might earn me an extra two three hundred quid a month which is great and what i need to start doing is not thinking of that as my money because my idea was that i'd always put that way into savings or you know into kind of an emergency yeah. fund in case i lose my job overnight or whatever but yeah. currently i just see it as like oh free money i'll go out <laughs> for dinner because it's always like well, if I wouldn't have been able to afford to do that normally, then yeah. I'm not spending any extra than I normally would, you know. But yeah, definitely, if you can get some kind of freelance work like that, then yeah. Or um, I know we come back to this a lot, but check, you know, are you making enough money in your yeah. in your normal job? I mean, we we've done an episode on asking for a pay rise. If you'd like to go back and listen to that. Um, yeah, don't or... when you ask for a pay rise, don't use the fact that you're broke <laughs> yeah. as an excuse because. <laughs> yeah. They will just tell you to manage your manage your money better, and exactly. I've been told before. Well, you know, it's your, it's your fault that you can't pay your rent because you're not managing your money. And I was like, no, you you don't pay me enough. Yeah. To survive on a basic level. Exactly. But you can't use that as a justification. But yeah, tune into that episode because we yeah. do give some reasons that you can give getting a pay rise and it might yeah. be that you're not being paid enough you're not being paid a fair wage yeah and if you can leave your job if you want to leave your job this might be a good excuse you know to for another job that pays don't, don't just oh yeah sorry <laughs> that's not the solution to being in debt <laughs> quit if your you job want to, to get pay a credit card debt and an overdraft quit your job <laughs> yeah you'll you'll feel better <laughs> um yeah Another thing that I think is quite important to say, even though um, it's a good idea to get out different credit cards and overdrafts to transfer your debts to, it's important not to borrow more, if at all possible. Don't ever borrow money to pay off your money. Don't ever use a payday loan site. Oh, God. Ever. They are never, ever worth it. They have thousands of percent of interest, as you've seen. It's just, that's how they get you, because they know you're desperate, and they know you're in this, like, I'm broke, I need money mindset, and if you know it's very easy I mean that's how I got into so much debt was because the bank kept going do you need another hundred pounds and I was like yes (laughs) (laughs) always another hundred pounds yeah always just if at all possible really try not to borrow anymore I mean if you if you're lucky enough to have family or friends or a partner that can help you out um if you're in a really desperate situation then I recommend exploring that option before you go into any more debt yeah definitely when I was paying my dad back I paid him back in £150 instalments and I basically just had to accept that I was going to be a bit broke for yeah. four months but that that money wasn't mine. Yeah. It had never been mine. It was his money. So as soon as it came into my account, mm. it, I just transferred it straight out or set up a direct debit so that you don't think of it as your money. Yeah, exactly. And we've got in our previous episodes lots of tips on cheap things to do, cheap food yeah. to make you know, nice things to do with your friends that don't cost a lot of money if you're in one of those situations where you feel like, okay, it's temporary, it's a few months, but I just really need to hunker down and just par the living expenses all the way back yeah. just so that I can get through this and then I'll be in a much healthier state. Yeah, if it's cancelling yeah. your Netflix and, yeah, you know, if you pay a TV licence, you've got iPlayer, that's great, you know, yeah. that's, you can still watch TV. That's what my mum always said to me like when I was in debt. She was like, it's temporary. Tell yourself it's temporary and that feels a lot better, you know. I was like, yeah, it's true. And it yeah. is. You and know, you I will. think there is this like horrible societal assumption that if you have no money, you don't deserve nice things because your entire life should be focused on getting money. I mean, that's capitalism, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, people say, oh, why are these people who have benefits, why do they have nice televisions? It's because... Mm you have to get some enjoyment out of your life and so maybe don't go out every day but like still look after yourself cook nice food if you can we've got all sorts of recipes on our food um 
episode for things like that you know you don't have to live a miserable existence you deserve you happiness still go and see friends and just drink their tea just yeah. don't be yeah. in a coffee shop whatever <laughs> yeah yeah just be kind to yourself give yourself a break it happens lots of people get into debt it's you know it's very common as we can see from the stats and yeah it's i think it's important not to go over and over oh how could i have let this happen like ruminate on everything you've done wrong it is important to learn um, so like identify where you went wrong. I think for me, getting into my overdraft was unavoidable, but I needn't have extended it that much. I could have gone into it and then been like, right, I'm going to take this really seriously. I'm going to get out of it now because this was a bad thing that has happened. Um, but I didn't. I was like, oh, that's handy that I get free money, isn't it? And just sort of kept going. So, but I've identified that now and it probably won't happen to me again because I'm going to be very, very careful because I know how bad it can get. And I would say definitely like, keep a really ego eye on how much the interest is of whatever you're borrowing. And yes. don't think of it as borrowing £100. Think of it as borrowing £100 plus more. whatever that. So yeah. say it's actually borrowing £120 if you don't pay it off for a certain yeah. amount of time. Exactly. So never think of it as that minimum amount because unless you pay it off immediately, it's going to accrue interest and it's never going to be the basic mm-hmm. amount that you borrowed. I wanted to ask, have you guys ever used Klarna? Because I see it popping up mm. everywhere. Um, I've seen it all over the Twitter recently. All over the Twitter. All over, all over the Twitter. The Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm doing the tweeting, I see it on the Twitter. Klarna is basically, it's, well, what is it? I mean, what would you call yeah, it? It's buying on credit, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's, um, you can buy something from, I think, actually, I'm not going to name a brand, just in case I accidentally say a brand that does not use Klarna. Okay. But you can... I mean, ASOS definitely does. Okay, good. Um, ASOS, <laughs> ASOS um, you know, love ASOS, yeah. nothing against ASOS, but clearly they sort of thought, well, it would be a good idea if someone really wants to buy, I don't know, a winter coat for £200, but they can't spend all that money all in one go, so they can pay it off in instalments, which sounds like a nice idea, but it's just kind of, it's a dicey thing to do. Uh, When you buy clothes on credit from somewhere like Klarna, does that accrue interest? Yeah, most places are going to charge you interest, and even if they don't, there's obviously the issue of you getting into that shopping habit where you're thinking oh I'm only paying 15 pounds for this 50 pound thing right now and so I don't really have to think about it and then so is that what happens you pay a bit up front yeah you like do it in installments but I think I think humans just naturally will tend to then shop in a way that they can't afford because of yeah. what you you think that you're actually paying when in fact it's going to cost you more um and like brands like Klarna you know they're not doing anything that hasn't been being done for hundreds of years. Well, that, you know, the sofa sales that are always advertised on telly, all yeah. of those sofas are supposed to be bought on credit, on store credit, and then yeah. paid back at astronomical rates. There's a line about it in West Side Story. Buying on credit <laughs> is so nice. And then he's like, one look at us and they charge twice because people are racist. <gasps> um, but <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen anymore. No, but surely. It's, it's clearly like a thing that, people have always been doing to try and afford big items especially like big home appliances and stuff like that mm-hmm. I guess I would say like just try and budget it into what you actually want to spend like mm-hmm. don't yeah so for example you know you pay off your phone every month but most people don't buy a phone if you know with one lump sum of money yeah. they might pay a bit of money up front and then they pay off monthly in a contract yeah. and whatever it's 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 quite a normal part but you have to look at at things like whether it's accruing interest or whatever yeah. and some some places don't um but some phones do do it is, does cost more if you pay off in installments yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. I've, last time i got a phone we just went for pay the whole whole lot because it was going to be like an extra 50 pounds just because they're charging you oh. across a few months so it's like yeah just and they really push that as well. They're, it's quite hard to get them to take your all your money. <laughs> Please take my money. And they're literally just being like, oh, but it's only £17 a month if you do it like this. And it's like, I don't want that. <laughs> Please. Yeah, the amount you end up paying off on phone contracts and things like that. And that, yeah, you get a bit of data and some minutes and stuff. But by the time you reach the end of your contract, you've paid off so much more than the phone is worth, really. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Klarna. Um, There's I another guess. one which I can't remember the name of, and it's not actually out in the UK yet, ah. but it is coming soon. Just use them wisely, basically, yeah. I guess is what we're saying. Yeah, perhaps. Um, it think is of it a as, form of debt. As one thing that you need. So for example, I know people who've bought a sofa and they pay it off monthly on a contract, and I don't think it's actually accruing 
interest. It's just something that they pay off £100 a month for 10 months and then they've paid off their mm-hmm. sofa. And it's something like that. If you see it as an investment and you know that that's the one thing you're paying off and you're going to have to have that outgoing every month, yeah. then I don't think that's necessarily an issue. Whereas if you're just spending things without thinking about what it is, yeah. not looking at how much debt you're getting into and not planning how you're going to pay it off, yeah, then that's when it becomes an issue. So maybe if you have to do it, only choose one item that you want to buy on credit exactly and have a repayment plan as soon as you buy it that's very well very well put yeah because i mean on asos you're not in you're not in the mindset of like saving and planning and everything you're like oh i like this dress or i like these shoes and the klana button is there to like lure you in even if you don't have enough money in your account to buy it there and then it's like oh but you could have this we will help you have this and realistically if you're going to be spending a lot of money on something and therefore having to do it through Klarna or whatever. Yeah. It's probably for an event or for an occasion. It might be yeah. that you're buying a lot of clothes for a holiday or you're buying yeah. something really expensive like a dress and shoes for a wedding and then you've got all the other expenses that come with that. Yeah. You can listen to our holiday and wedding <laughs> episodes in our archives. But, you know, that's something you have to consider as well whereas it's not like you're buying a £15 top on Klarna yeah. realistically because you could just go to a charity shop and get one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not really for people buying the essentials, is it? No. People making big investments. I think what what would attract it, me to it would be, because I'm a very um, nervous shopper and I often <laughs> don't want to commit my money, but yeah. because I could think like, oh, I can just deposit this much now and then pay the rest later because then if I want to return it or whatever, I haven't... Pay the, the, the money hasn't even gone out of my account. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that would kind of attract me, but then I'm like... No, you should be willing to spend the money. <laughs> That's how you know you really want something. Yeah. Also, yeah. if you're really worried about that, probably not a problem for ASOS, but for you've seen like House of Fraser go under and oh, stuff. Yeah. If you're buying an expensive coat or a sofa or something, buy it on a credit card because mm-hmm. if the company goes into administration, you're much more likely to be able to get your money back. Especially there were people from like the House of Fraser administration who had already paid for a sofa up front and then didn't get the sofa delivered because the company had gone under there was this really funny story of this woman who like marched into a store with her like husband and son and carried out a sofa because they were like i paid for this that is (laughs) good for her yeah i was kind of like fair yeah she paid for it i guess what happens in in that situation if the company goes under is that they're gonna have to sell back all the things to the supplier to try and make well, back yeah, some money or whatever. Well, the supplier's going to lose money as well and the supplier is higher up priority than you quite a lot of the time. Yeah. You are a creditor, but you're not owed very much money mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Um, so if you've paid for it in cash or whatever, it's, it might be gone. Mm-hmm. Unions might have to accept that it's gone forever if a company goes under, mm-hmm. whereas credit card, much more likely to be able to, to get it back. So... And if you're paying on a credit card, make sure it's not the one with your current account. Hey. <laughs> Nicely circled back to our topic. So you're you're doing well. You're making a bit more money. You're able to uh, pay off your debts uh, bit by bit. I think a good idea is if you've got quite a lot to pay off, is to reduce your overdraft limit or credit card limit bit by bit as you go. So say I had two thousand pounds, I put five hundred pounds in. Um, I would reduce my overdraft to one thousand five hundred, so like I couldn't. Couldn't That's go any lower. And can you do that for you the can bank? Do can that you say, please, anytime. can you cap it at a lower amount? I did it online. Literally, okay, you great. can just... It's it's like applying for a new overdraft, but you just apply for a smaller one, basically. Um, and it it takes it out. Um, but... That's a really good idea, because then it, it means that you're not constantly able to go back to the yeah. place that you were in. Like, so you're less and less able to get back there. Yeah, it's hard. Like, it does make it harder for you, but it's, you know, uh, worth it in the long run. Although, I mean, so I'm... My overdraft is gone. I have a little bit left on the credit card. My overdraft is gone, but I still... Or it's paid off, rather, but I still have a £275 overdraft. Like, I left it at that. I think that's a good idea just sort of in case. Mm. Because it it can feel like you're losing a lot of money when you're paying it back. Yeah. And you've got nothing left. Nothing to show for it, really. It feels like you're putting money into something. Exactly. You know, you're still actually in debt. You're not like, oh, I'm making money now. Yeah, exactly. So I have it there if I need it. Um, occasionally I'll dip in slightly every month but it's ne- it never maxes out anymore which is which is good it's quite good to have as well if you say are sharing with housemates and you're the one paying the rent if someone yeah. forgets yes. you, you don't want to 
maybe even have the payment declined and say like, no, there's not enough money to move out or, you know, whatever. You want to have a little bit of breathing room in case someone doesn't yeah. pay you on time. Yeah. Because um, you don't want to start getting into debt with your landlord because then that literally threatens where yeah. you're living. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. It's nice to have a little bit of space when you can. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with like having an overdraft. The, the problem is when you max it out all the time. So yeah, it's a good idea when you're when you're in the stages of paying it off just to reduce it bit by bit, but don't be afraid to keep a little bit for yourself at the end for emergencies. Because some months you do go over and then you just, if you're able to account for that the following month and compensate for it, then you're never going to get back into that cycle of debt, hopefully. If you you have to go £50 into your overdraft, then just accept that next month you have to not spend £50 on something you were going to. Exactly. It's not, not the end of the world. It happens. Um, yeah, so as I was saying at the beginning, um, obviously some people are in far worse situations um, than I was in, um, it, particularly if you've got kids or you don't have a job at all for a long period of time, um, being in debt can be really, really bad. Um, so I think Money Saving Expert is a really, really good resource if you find yourself in a position like that. They have um, a big list of online debt tools that can create payment plans and they give you template letters to send to your creditors to arrange things. Um, there's a few a few options they gave. We'll link them, but there's one called Cashflow, there's one called Debt Analyzer, there's Debt Remedy, and there's My Money Steps, and we will link them all in the show notes. Another thing is check for any benefits um, you might be entitled to. I think a lot of people think that you're only entitled to benefits if you're unemployed, but that's not the case. There's health-related ones, um, if you've got kids, you're, you might be entitled to some child benefit, child benefit, things like that. Yeah. So, but universal credit might fuck you up the arse. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, so good luck getting that. those benefits. <laughs> yeah. But worth checking. Um, some utilities companies I found out can offer schemes. If you can't pay your gas bill or your electricity bill, they, um, they can help you out. So it's worth looking into that, getting in touch with them. Again, money saving expert, um, has a big list with links of all the gas and electricity companies that offer schemes like that we will link it i'd also say uh, when you apply for jobs quite a lot of them advertise that they have a travel to work scheme oh yeah which is something that i'd never really thought about before but what they can do is loan you your travel card particularly if you're in london um it's different if you drive to work or whatever but if you have to get public transport to work and you know that a season ticket's going to cost you 600 pounds or whatever then they will quite often buy that for you and then you pay your company back and then so that can be a really good option instead of having to you know deposit a lump sum of 600 pounds or however much your travel is going to cost uh and i'd rather be in debt to my employer i think than having a massive overdraft just for trying to get to work exactly and then as well you know that your travel is accounted for so if you get really broke one month like i always do you can still get to work (laughs) yeah that's a great idea definitely Definitely ask your employer if that's something that they offer. There are also quite a lot of um, debt counsellors that um, can give you a session for free that can just help you get back on track. Um, it's completely non-judgmental. They've you know heard it all before, and um, they yeah they'll they'll help you create a plan and uh, deal with your situation. Um, but I think yeah. The main thing is be kind to yourself and be patient and know that it's temporary. However bad it is, you can get out of it. It's going to be okay. And once you get out of it, mm. don't don't be trying to save while you're trying to pay off your debts. Oh, yeah. But then once you got out, go back to our savings episode. And then save. And you're probably <laughs> in some really great habits. Of... Yeah, if you're in the habit of yeah. paying off £100 a month into your overdraft or, or your credit card yeah. or whatever, keep going. then just keep doing it. And then that money yeah. is yours. That's so true, actually. Because yeah. you've got used to making that sacrifice of £100 or whatever that you don't think of yeah. as your own. Uh, if you still maintain that attitude, but it actually is yours, you know, and you just stick it in a little savings account that you can't touch. Paying it to future you. Yeah, it definitely teaches you to be better with money, I think, you know, when you have no choice but to put a certain amount aside every month, then, you know, you learn, you do learn how to save. Like, I have been, I guess, saving for the last couple of years, but it's just been going into, you know, paying off debt, so once that's done, I guess, yeah, you can actually save. (laughs) And if you keep doing that, then if you ever to end up in a situation like you were in before, Hopefully yeah. you have that money exactly that you've put aside yourself. Yeah, it's gonna be okay, guys. 
So, I've been thinking we have been taking the piss out of people's <laughs> frugal, money-saving tips and life hacks um, for the last few months, and maybe it's time to fess up to our own. So, I wanted to ask you guys, what's the what's the most frugal, um, elaborate thing that you do to save money that could possibly appear in a trashy magazine? So, I've got a couple. One is that I always buy I really like pucker teas oh, which lovely, yeah. they're so nice they're so expensive though mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm in part paying for the really beautiful design on the box so yeah. whenever I have a box of pucker tea I really struggle to throw the box away afterwards Aww. because I'm like oh it's so nice so for ages I've been doing like worst Marie Kondo impression ever (laughs) and just you know how she always divides stuff into boxes to kind of organize things so I always have like a little box of like hair bands or like one with some jewelry in it and stuff like that so that's a lot I thought you were going to say that you went out and bought cheap equivalents of the tea and then put them in the pucker box so that it looked like no (laughs) I could do that as well trick yourself I oh yeah and then um Actually, the other day I got my dad to bring up. I had I got given a box of pucker tea for Christmas, but I couldn't carry much up to London because I was bringing like a big suitcase. Yeah. But I really wanted some, so I just took a little bit out, brought that up, <laughs> but then I'd run out. So I got my dad to like bring it up. So he had this like little white Ziploc, no <laughs> clear Ziploc bag with like this tea in it. <laughs> It looked like, the, but, and then we forgot, he forgot to give it to me, and then I had to go back to the barrier at the tube, and he had to hand it to me over the barrier. Oh. It was like the weirdest <laughs> drug, drug exchange ever. But that was because I was just too cheap to actually go and buy some more pucker tea from my That's local fair. co-op because I was like, nope, gotta. It's bloody expensive. It's really expensive, but it's so <laughs> so much nicer. I like that idea about the little boxes though. Yeah, That's I like it. They're pretty. They're, they're so pretty. They're a bit flimsy. But also, you know that if Alice from Winchester had sent that in to one <laughs> yeah. of our magazines, we'd have ripped the shit out of it. So. That's very true. Yeah, because you're probably going to get like tea scented jewelry now i don't know if that's a good thing <laughs> yummy and then also just recently i some of the lights in our apartment stopped working mm-hmm. and i wasn't sure if it was a fuse problem it turned out to be the switch actually one of the switches okay. had broken so it's actually a connection thing but before calling in an electrician i thought oh, i better replace the light bulbs but out of both laziness and stinginess of not wanting to buy new light bulbs I kind of just put it off for several weeks and put up some fairy lights, <laughs> which is definitely the kind of thing <laughs> that in the like magazines are just like, oh, and it makes a lovely decoration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can't afford light bulbs. If you're literally going to fall down the stairs because you don't have any lighting, <laughs> just put on some pretty fairy lights. How about you, Charlotte? I'm sure there must be lots of stingy things I do, but I'm I'm not the most frugal of gals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have an appalling attitude to money and you know, <laughs> spend a lot of money on things I don't need. I do buy a lot of candles. And I would say when I get to the stage where there's loads around the edge because I haven't burnt them evenly the whole way down, I have been known to scoop it out, put it in a saucepan, melt it down and then pour it back into the oh, tin, wow. which is quite stingy. I've never thought to do that. No, but you can do that. And, and yeah. I mean, you do then have to thoroughly wash it because you get a lot of orange oil in your scrambled egg or whatever. Oh. <laughs> but but that, that's something I do. Do you do it in the microwave or would it like explode? You probably could, but I, I feel a bit safer doing it yeah. either in a bain-marie <laughs> I am Delia. <laughs> or yeah. It yeah, sounds delicious. Is. I would definitely walk in while you were doing that and be like, ooh, making some chocolate. <laughs> Yummy. I mean the the candle that we currently have burning says coconut wax blend bougie parfum. Mm. Hey. Bougie. Hey. <laughs> What does you speak French, don't you? What does yeah. bougie mean? Because I don't candle. think it means like oh, just and parfumé is smelly candle. <laughs> yeah, Coke smelly candle. Wax, smelly candle. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Well, I'll be melting that one down eventually. Well, hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of mine. Um, I definitely eat a lot of food that's past its sell-by date. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, scraping like... off mold off cheese all Thank the time. Thank you. Yeah, I do. Or like the black bits of potatoes. I just kind of like oh, all the sprouts out with a yeah, spoon. Scoop them out. I, hate, I, I hate don't eat moldy bread. Me. I draw the line at that. But yeah. Moldy cheese. Really? I'd be, I'd be more inclined to eat moldy bread than moldy cheese, I think. Really? Cheese seems dodgy cheese to me. cheese is supposed it's... to go moldy. So you just um, cut the moldy bit off. Maybe. Whereas, like, also, moldy bread mould is an allergen for people who are intolerant to penicillin. Fuck, that's me. So don't eat that, Becca. <laughs> if you're allergic to penicillin. I'm very allergic to penicillin. Oh my god, stop eating bread mould! 
<laughs> no, I don't actually eat okay, the mold off but, but um, in future, would... just don't risk it. <laughs> I hadn't Those actually spores get through the loaf. <laughs> yeah, I would cut off the mold, but I would sooner I do that than, than with cheese. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Advice, I guess. So I mean, well, cheese is meant to go mouldy, so you know you're right. But yeah, I've been known to like you know there's little packets of herbs that you get and you never use all I the herbs. Always got oh, yeah. sludgy at the bottom. You know, sludgy, but if you just put them in a, like a colander and rinse them, and the sludge washes off. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, you still okay. taste the herb. That is almost identical to one of the tips we've actually looked at in one of these. Really? Magazines. So something about how to keep your um, like spinach and stuff. Oh yeah. Those kinds of vegetables, just like you can make them last longer by. Washing off the them. Yeah, wash off the slime. Yeah. Or also, you can freeze them in ice cube trays. You can freeze fruit. You can preserve them in oil. Right. Freeze everything. Freeze everything. I had the most delicious half a loaf of olive bread yesterday that mm. I had frozen. Yeah. And then you just That's a treat back up. to you. I always forget that you can freeze things. <laughs> I should make use of my freezer. Yeah, I also, another frugal thing that I do is I always cut the toothpaste tube I'm never quite ready to say goodbye to a tube of toothpaste until every single bit is gone so you cut the tube in half and then swirl the toothbrush around and get every last little bit out I respect that I think new goals yeah I don't do that yet (laughs) something I cannot tolerate is people who leave the toothpaste lid off open and then it like like if you go around to someone's house and you have to borrow their toothpaste and it's like squeezing a tiny amount through their like congealed old if you're one of those people don't Please listen to our podcast. Reform your life habits because I'm judging you. Booked and reported. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling the police. <laughs> also, as we know, if you save more of your toothpaste, you can use it as hand wash. Oh, yeah. To one of our previous <laughs> tips on this podcast. Lovely wet hand. That sweet, sweet burn. <laughs> Great. So now I feel a bit less guilty about um, making fun of everybody else's shit tips roast um, yourself <laughs> yeah roast yourself out. if you've got any of your own please feel free to get yeah. in touch we'd, we'd love to read them out and uh, take this out of you too yeah definitely drop us um a message through our instagram page yes or twitter or our email address which is the number two, two. <laughs> yes the two cents podcast at gmail.com and that's the number two like a poo like just like a poo <laughs> And on that, we'll be back next week. Bye! Bye.